Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Galatians chapter 3 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We'll review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a short prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. Faith or works of the law. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you not trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain? If it really was in vain. So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you have heard? So also Abraham believed God and was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the men of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteousness will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. The Law and the Promise Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to the seeds, meaning many people, but into your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave to Abraham through a promise. Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promise of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would have certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Children of God, before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed 
and heirs according to the promise. So let us look at what Paul is trying to say here. Paul is really picking a stand. He's saying grace is way better than the law. We are no longer under the law. The law was there as the guardian until the Messiah, the promised Messiah, came and then delivered us from sin. Paul believes this is worth dying. He believes that grace is all we need in order to be saved. And that the law, if we try to live even partially by the law, we are condemned by the law. And we will never be able to uphold part of the law or the entire law. Or much less the entire law. And so, again, Paul makes it a point that in the beginning, the the promise was given to Abraham. There was no law before Abraham. It was the promise that God made him and Abraham believed. And it was through Abraham's seed, not seeds, but seed, that we all will be saved. And that encompassed the Gentiles, that through our belief in Jesus, we also become Abraham's children. And so the promise of salvation is extended to everyone on earth. That is part of the Great Commission, to go through the earth and, and make believers out of people to believe in Christ and his death and that he rose and now reigns in heaven and that we are now made righteous because of his sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, and that nothing we do or say can add to it, not circumcision, not any other part of the law. So let us now pray. Father God, thank you again for bringing us your word bringing us the clarity that shines through those words in the Bible. The clarity that says that you made a promise to Abraham and to his seed, his children, that encompasses the Jews and the Gentiles alike, and that we are those Gentiles that have, through our faith, received that same promise that you made to Abraham, and that we are now made righteous. And the law no longer stands, because that was just a guardian unto the coming of your Son. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, come into our hearts. Lead us, Lord, every day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's reading and interpretation of Galatians chapter 3. We hope that you would join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.